everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money in Integrity podcast brought to you by worklifemoney.co. My name is Kimberly, and I'm a career mindset coach and the founder of worklifemoney.co, and I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills to meaningfully make and manage your money to create work-life balance. How? By tackling the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and procrastination habits that are holding you back from achieving your dream career, building that side hustle, and investing in yourself. And today we're going to be talking about the seven reasons why you might never get promoted. Is it possible to stay in entry-level jobs forever? The answer is yes. Today I wanted to pull back the curtain on the unglamorous parts of career talk, of career growth, and really talk about what happens when you ignore it. It might seem like success of some people is just a result of hard work, but the truth is it is intentional. Career growth, personal growth, and career success in general takes a lot of work, and no one is going to make you do it if you don't want to. Last Saturday, I was at an event called Career Day, and it was hosted by The Financial Diet, and one of the attendees mentioned in the chat that they had been in entry-level jobs for 20 years, and the reality is that's not so surprising. There are some people that will never get promoted because no one will care more about your career than you do. And there is no one checking your homework. No one tells you when to get a job. No one tells you when to quit the job and when to ask for promotion, when to network, when to negotiate. These are all things that you actively choose to do or not. And career growth isn't like the growth in school. There is no linear path. You know, back in the day where you take a certain course and then get a certain mark and then you move on to a certain level. When it comes to your career, it is possible to stay at the same level your entire career journey. That's why today's episode, I really wanted to talk about the five reasons why you might never get promoted and how to avoid these mistakes. So let's just get started. Now, the first one is you learn skills, but you never learn to master a set of in-demand skills. Now, the job market is saturated. And as a millennial, we have gone through not one, but two economic recessions within the last 13 years. So that is the 2008 financial crisis and then the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. Standing out from the crowd has been more important than ever, and studies show that when you start off your career at a certain level, it has a huge impact on the trajectory of your career for the rest of your life. That's why to have a successful career, you need skills. But the thing is, anyone can learn a skill these days. With the 24-7 resource that is the internet, anyone can learn any skill basically for free through YouTube videos, blogs, or through course sites and at a minimal cost through like LinkedIn Learning, Skillshare, EDX, Udemy, Coursera, and the list goes on and on. The ability to learn a skill is so ubiquitous that you can't rely on being the only person with a certain skill set anymore. You have to be able to master it. And skill development is great, but it has to be an in-demand skill. Like many people, I have a lot of different skills because I'm multi-passionate, but not all of them are in demand and not all of them pay at the same rate. Um, 
I'm, for example, good at cooking. I'm good at filing um, because I'm very organized and I'm good at data analysis. I like using all of these skills, but that doesn't mean that I want to be paid the same amount because not all of these skills have the same pay in the market based on demand. And some of these skills, a lot of people have, and some of these skills, very few people have. And really, because it's so easy to learn the skill, like I can analyze data, sure, and use Excel, great. But there's so many YouTube videos and courses out there that can teach you to do exactly what I do. The difference is mastering that skill and really being able to um, communicate that and really being able to show and demonstrate that knowledge in new and different ways. That's what makes you stand out. And really, that is what allows you to get promoted in a career is that you master the in-demand skill that your industry needs. And that's going to be different from everyone. Some industries and some companies might value communications or writing skills or copywriting skills more than others. One of the most important career lessons you need to learn, and I needed to learn for a long time, is that you have mastering that skill doesn't define who you are. You know, you're allowed to be multi-passionate. I still love cooking. I'm still great at it. But, you know, that skill doesn't pay at the same rate that I want, um, that another one does. And I don't want to be a chef personally. And that doesn't make me any less of a person who likes cooking. It doesn't define me because I am defined by so many things. And if you have trouble choosing a career because you are multi-passionate and don't know what to choose, then I highly recommend that you listen to episode 38 of the Money and Integrity podcast, and that'll help you learn how to choose a career path when you are multi-passionate. Now that leads me to my second point. And the reason that many people never get promoted in their careers is they never learn how to market themselves. Having an in-demand skill is great. So if you got that check, but even the smartest, most talented, most qualified person in a job interview might not get the job if they don't know how to market themselves. And trust me, I have been there as much as I want to tell you that you know, just working hard and believing in yourself and, you know, getting good education will be sufficient in advancing your career. The truth is it really does take marketing skills. It It's important to learn how to sell yourself, how to create a personal brand and how to confidently communicate your skills and talent on your resume in the job interview when you are networking. My coaching program specifically really focuses on this aspect of career growth because every client I've ever had, and when I started career coaching, I didn't realize that a lot of people out there already know the basics. So um, the people who come to me and who work I work with already have a pretty good resume, already have a good job. Like they already have a job that, um, a resume that got them the job that they could and um, already have a certain type of interview skills. They are getting job offers, but it's not the right job. It's not the job because everyone is talented, smart and hardworking. But what I've found is that a lot of, people lack the confidence to be able to market themselves. And trust me, I have been there. I have done that. And I actually wrote an entire article on how to turn a good 
um, interview answer into a great one. And it's also on the podcast too. It's episode six, I believe. I'll link it in the show notes. But I really encourage you to listen to that episode and really start learning how to market yourself and develop that self-confidence to be able to respond in a confident way. And so when it comes to getting promoted, it's not the person who is most talented and who gets tapped on the shoulder. It's not like school when, when you know, you make the honors list or the dean's list or something and everyone thinks that you're so great. You have to tell them you're great. And that leads me into my third point. And that is not choosing a career based on your mission or purpose and then getting complacent. So the things that I talked about in point number two and point number three were all about, you know, yourself, right? And trying to build skills and market yourself in your career. But the thing is to have a truly successful career, you have to do that for a long time. To have a truly successful career and get promoted, you have to demonstrate that over a period of time. You can't just go into work one day, be super great, and then expect to get promoted. It takes consistency. And in order to do that, you have to be able to develop that motivation and that internal um, purpose within yourself. No one is going to always be there to say, hey, can you do this at this time? Can you hand me this? People who get promoted are people who take you know, control of their careers and take initiative. And in order to do that, you have to be really interested in what you're doing and not just working in a dead-end job or working in a job where you're comfortable. And that le really leads me into the point where a lot of people choose a career based on you know what they're good at or what their passion is. But the thing is, industries change passions change and it's okay for your career to change along with it. Your career should be based on a mission, a purpose, a goal, not necessarily attached to a job title or a um, um, interest. These, there are many reasons for this. You know, first of all, you might not like what you're naturally good at. So the career advice out there a lot of times is just to do what you're good at. And then that'll, that's what will get you promoted. And here's the thing, it will get you a certain um, level um, in your career because if you're doing something you're naturally good at, you will go into a natural progression where you will you know, get good feedback, praise for it, but then you get stagnant. Then you get complacent because the people who are truly able to advance further not are just not naturally good at it. They have a mission attached to it. They really want it. And that hunger, that ability to keep going and driving and that interest to learn new things, to keep up with industry trends, that is what propels people to be successful and move forward. For example, I'm very good at being organized and administrative tasks, and I'm naturally good at that. But that doesn't mean I want to be an administrative assistant, and that also mean, doesn't mean I want to pursue a career in administration. In one point in my life, I did pursue that because I was naturally great at it, but I realized that people who are truly making a difference in this industry and, and really taking control of this are people who are really really interested in it and see that as a part of their goals. And I'm going to give you a personal example of this. I was in a training one time and it was um, 
about parliamentary meeting styles because I used to, you know, work a lot with politicians and government a lot more. And I remember being in this training thinking, um, you know, I'm, I, I mean, I was good at administration. I was good at being organized. I was good at um, uh, structuring and leading meetings and stuff like that. But I was in this meeting and one of my coworkers, she was actually my supervisor at the time. She asked such a poignant, such an intelligent question to the trainer that I just remember sitting there thinking, wow, she is sitting in this training with me. She is my supervisor and basically on the same career trajectory path that I want to be on at that point. And she is so much more interested in this than me. I sometimes see meeting and of course I see the importance of it, but as very bureaucratic, but she was really seeing it as this is um, a record of time in history. And that is the way that you should be seeing it. And of course, I acknowledge that, but I didn't see that as a part of my career mission. She was really seeing it as she is a part of history. And I so admire that and so um, um, appreciate people who are so passionate and um, interested and, uh, and purpose-based in their careers that they would really take that in. But that wasn't me. And so that is why it's so important to have a career that revolves around a mission or purpose, because then you get, that's how you get stuck. That's where you stay complacent. And that's when you're doing it to yourself. And my next point again was, you know, you can outgrow passions. So of course, it's okay to be multi-passionate, but if you choose a career solely based on passion and not on all the other factors, then what happens is then you might lose your passion and you might outgrow it. You might learn a new passion and then that's what prevents you from getting promoted or really advancing in your career. So instead of chasing a career title or passion, you need to create a career mission based on what motivates you, that motivates you to achieve it and accomplish it. It's very easy to get complacent in your career. And it's important to remember that um, to truly grow in your career, you have to be fueled by it for a very long time. A truly successful career is one that really spans a lifetime. And that's why it's so important to keep learning in your career and being in a career that you are interested in growing and progressing in. Now, the fourth thing holding you back in your career and getting promoted is not hiring a career coach to save time and money. To follow up on points number two and three, trying to figure out what skill you want to market and what your career mission is, is really time consuming. And a lot of people, most people actually just spend that time and money in different industries, obtaining different degrees and hoping that they'll be able to figure it out and this career success will just come one day. But the reality is it is okay to ask for help. It is okay to go into a degree and say, hey, I don't really know what I'm doing with this. I need help instead of just trying to complete it for the sake of it and trying to delay that decision making and that process until later. For the longest people, I, maybe like yourself, didn't know why people need coaches. And then I started hitting the ceilings in my careers. I, I got to the plateau and I've always been praised in my career. Like I've always been um, someone who's firstly always been able to get a job. I've never been with a day without work. Maybe it wasn't my dream job, but I've always been able to get work. And B, I've always been, you know, I've always gotten good performance reviews. I've always been praised as someone who is smart, someone who is hardworking and reliable and all of those things. And 
But for a long time, I still struggled to break out of assistant and entry-level roles. That's why I know that how valuable coaching can be because it's really important to break into the next level of your career. And in order to do that, I realized I had to become a different version of myself. I also had to personally grow with my career. I now sit in meetings and I can speak up for my ideas. I used to just to be the note taker and I would be silent and just be sitting, you know, in the back, hoping that no one called on me. But now I'm an active active participant. I'm a leader. I'm a thought leader. I lead, I also lead negotiation meetings. I don't and, and do presentations. I don't just sit back and hope that someone notices me one day. And all of that came with time and also having the confidence to leave a job, to quit when I knew it wasn't right for me and to be able to market and promote myself in different ways. That's why I think that coaching can be so valuable because for me personally, it's allowed me to get clear on what I want and how to pursue it. And also, and this is funny because I was speaking to someone on LinkedIn and a new connection and they said, hey, I noticed that you um, uh, like work full time, you have a side business and you freelance. That's a lot. And actually, I didn't mention this, but I'm also taking a course as well. And and to some people, that might seem surprising. I mean, to me, it's not that surprising because with COVID, I really haven't had much else to do. But it is surprising because, you know, once you get, anyways, my coach has really helped me with the procrastination and the self-sabotage of my perfectionism habits. And that has made such a world of difference in my career. The one thing that coaching really helped me was, you know, saving time. I really wished that I had got into coaching earlier, not only because I would then not have to stay in like dead end jobs and I would completely have accelerated my career path if I had done this 10 years ago, but also because I would have been able to address head on my procrastination habits. I was talking to a um, following coaching member and she, from my group coaching program, and she had said that, you know, coaching has really helped her in her academic life. And I was like, yes, I, as someone who went back to school, so I, you know, obviously graduated at 22, 23, like everybody else did. But I also went back for a couple of additional certificate programs later on in my career in my late 20s. And having that knowledge of being able to work with a coach in my life made such an enormous difference. And I think that if I had done that back in my university days, it would have propelled my career. So having a career coach really saves you time and money and being stuck in that indecision that you have to do this all by yourself. So if this is something that you need help with, I really encourage you to apply to my one-on-one -on -one coaching program where we will actually really hone down on what is holding you back in your career and getting promoted. So you can apply for that in the link in my show notes. I was going to say bio, but that's not right. So getting back into it, the fifth reason why you might never get promoted is is networking. Networking used to be an advantage in the job search, and now it has become vital to career success. People are not limited to connecting with people in our geographic area anymore. And with the rise of work from home, it's not enough to just like live in a busy city and be able to be the only one to have access to that job. First of all, 
almost 80% of the jobs out there are not even being advertised. So by not networking in your industry, you are missing out on a ton of jobs. Second of all, the workforce has also shifted to work from home and networking can become more difficult um, right now with COVID-19 and you can't go to like a conference or something, but it's ever more important because with the you know decline in jobs out there and the market the way that it is, it's so important to create relationships with people. And this is something really important that it took me a while to learn in my career is that when you're networking, you're not like finding a job. It's it's different. So when you're networking, it's about creating relationships and having those relationships um, unfold and come back in different ways later in your career progression. So a lot of people make the mistake that, you know, when they want to get promoted or when they want to advance in their career, they think that, okay, now is the time. So I'm just going to go out and get promoted right now. And I'm going to get a job right now, but it's really the buildup that actually um, advances people and gets people promoted. It's not just the one idea and the one intention one day. And to do that, you have to be consistent. You have to build relationships with people. It's not going to be overnight. People are going to trust you overnight. You have to build out that industry network. And that can be scary to a lot of people. And this is the part of career growth that people miss because no one makes you do it. Like no one forces you to network. You could go your entire career without ever talking to one other person really in your industry outside of your organization. And when the time comes that you might need it, for example, maybe you 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 need a job that and you want to go out to reach out to your network, you it's not there. Or if you have all these random people added on LinkedIn, but you've never actually created a late relationship with them, they're probably not likely to help you because they don't, really know who you are. And an example of networking for me is I have been able to do a lot of different things. Networking has led me to um, like meeting Justin Trudeau. And I actually have an episode on that. I don't remember which one it is, but I have an episode on how to network um, without feeling sleazy. So I'll link that in the show notes if you're interested. But networking and creating relationships with people in my industry have also allowed me to pivot and get jobs quickly when I needed them and have people work around my schedule. So what I mean by this is in my early 20s, I was very nomadic and I used to come back to Vancouver and I work two to three jobs burn myself out. I don't recommend that, but I would then go traveling for four to six months to, you know, find myself to explore, to challenge different beliefs. And I was like an au pair and like volunteered in Tanzania and did all this random stuff. Anyways, one of the things that I don't really talk about is how I got those jobs when I came back because I didn't have a lot of time to interview. I didn't have a lot of time to job search, right? So when I'm coming back into you know Vancouver to work those two to three jobs, I had to be able to create relationships with people that would allow me to work on contract work while I was back here and then allow me to leave. And that was um that was came with time that came with relationship building that came with trust. So there was one company that I I had worked with for a very long time and that was a cruising travel company and they always allowed me to come back and take contract work in. Another example is when I reached out to an old manager that I had worked in Ottawa for like three or four years ago, like, like two or three years at that point, it was 2016. And I had reached out to her and, you know, 
asked her about her kids and you know how she's doing and I actually asked her um just to let her know that I'm going to be um on the looking for contract work and she might be called up for a reference and I'd really appreciate it if she could give me a reference she emailed me back and said I did not know you were looking for work I have a contract in Vancouver for you so I worked with her team in Ottawa for the federal government and I worked from Vancouver remote for those three months prior to me leaving on another trip. And she's like, when do you have to leave? And I'm like, I'm leaving in April. And she's like, fine, that's no worries. We'll make it work. Right. And I only was able to rely back on those types of relationships because I had networked. I had built that relationship with her for like years at that point. And that is what happens when you want to get promoted and advanced in your career is that you have to rely on those networks. And networking is something people get really scared of doing and I know because my clients also get really scared of doing because it is a scary process but once you do it it gets easier and also what gets easier is you stop overthinking absolutely everything I used to be so guilty of this and that would prevent me from saying anything from stepping up as a leader from stepping up into that identity um as being an industry expert. And that would really scare me. And whenever I would say anything, I would beat myself up about it. And now I don't do that anymore. I actually, yesterday I was in a course and I was like, oh, maybe I, you know, um, I don't think that was worded correctly. And ordinarily I would beat myself up for that. And I, I network in these courses as well, right? Because you want to be with people in your industry. And um, then by the, like, it took me like, uh, the five, 10 minutes that I was like, Oh, maybe I should have said something. Did that come off correctly? And then I just got over it. And usually when it comes to these circumstances, I would beat myself up for like a week about it. But once you develop that self-confidence within yourself and that ability to not overthink and stop yourself from overthinking, networking becomes a lot easier. Now, the sixth thing that prevent that prevents a lot of people from getting promoted or advancing in their career is just not asking directly for the promotion or asking for help. And this is like, it seems, it sounds so simple, but a lot of people do not ask for help. And as a high achieving career perfectionist like myself, it is easy to want to do everything on your own. But the truth is, everybody gets help in their career. One of the biggest reasons people get stuck in their career is because they feel like they should be able to do it all on their own. Hiring a coach, finding a mentor, asking for help, networking, all these things are things that people need to have a successful career. But a lot of people don't want to ask for that type of help. They don't want to be able to think to themselves that, hey, maybe I can't do this on my own. And trust me, I wanted to do that too. Because for a long time, I really valued that independence within myself, that ability to be like, say that, oh, I'm naturally smart. Oh, I'm naturally talented. Oh, I'm just like, make it, I can just make it look so easy. But the truth is I couldn't. And I was struggling and I didn't want to face it because everyone had always seen me as someone who is successful. So not not being successful and not being able to project it. I didn't want to ask for help. But the thing is, it's so important to ask for help because everyone actually has it behind the scenes, whether or not you see it. And the second part of this is not asking directly for that promotion. I know uh, from as a career coach and from personal experience that 
the asking for a promotion can feel quite awkward, but it's important to be vocal about your career goals and to keep your employer accountable to them. They might not know that you want to grow in a certain role if you don't tell them. And also, one of the things that I want to put out there is people are very busy with their own lives. So you might not be getting promoted or given types certain types of portfolio or advanced work because you're not asking for it. And they, your manager or supervisor might not really be realizing it because they might be thinking about their own projects and their own work. And it's important for you to take that initiative and sit down with your manager and talk about how to grow within your career. What are the deliverables that you need to be able to produce? What are the skills that you need to learn and and develop and to advance and the knowledge that you need to have and really ask for that promotion. Once you gain those skills, once you're able to um, demonstrate your worth and value to the company, the reason some people never promoted, get promoted is because they never asked to go anywhere else. They just stay there and hoping, and again, this is, I've been there before, so I know what this feels like, hoping that someone will just notice your talent and tap you one day and say, hey, do you want to have this promotion that we have set out for you because you're so talented and great? And that kind of comes back to, you know, the job search pool process is so large now that it's really important for you to be an advocate for your career because no one will care more about it than you do. And that leads me to my final point. And the last reason why some people will never ever be promoted in their careers is because the fear of failure. 80% of the people will never go for their dreamed career because they're afraid to fail. And for example, like in my last point about asking for that promotion, some people and myself included don't get the promotion. And um, in, but instead of letting that crush me, that has to it has to fuel you, and that it drives you to get better because no one in their career has ever been successful without being rejected. What people when people get to a certain level of their career, they get comfortable and they don't want to move forward for fear of failure and to, you know, get out of that comfort and safe area. That's why when it comes to getting promoted and advancing in your career, it's so important to address this component of your fear of failure and what happens when it happens, what happens when you fail, how you come back with that, how you react to that, and how you keep moving forward is actually what will advance you in your career. So that is the last point. I'm going to make that one short because this episode is getting long enough. But I just want you to know that when it comes to getting promoted and advancing in your career, you need to understand that if you don't take control of it, it will be steering you. And usually it will be steering you in a very safe, very complacent path. If you are looking to be able to advance in your career, you really need to do it with intention. And I'm really excited because if you made it to the end of this episode, I kind of have an announcement to make and I like forgot to mention it at the beginning. I'll mention it at the beginning of the next episode. But I am currently working on a resource for the work-life money community. So Money and Integrity is presented by worklifemoney.co that will really help you be able to find your way into this um, and design your dream career. So if you are looking for extra help, um, you can always send me a message. I will, um, uh, I'm uh, at worklifemoney.co on Instagram. My email is Kimberly at worklifemoney.co. Wow, it took me a second to think about that. 
and it's kind of because like it's morning and I'm getting a little hungry. So I'm going to go eat after this, but I wanted to just let you know and to look out for that resource because I am launching it May 30th. I think today, as I'm recording this podcast, it is May 21st. So I'm really excited to have a new resource in the community and thank you all for listening to this long podcast, for listening to me babble about this and for listening and um, really taking care control of your career because anyone who's listening to this podcast, you're already miles ahead of everybody else because you are actually interested in growing your career instead of staying complacent. So I hope this episode is helpful. And until next time, I'm always cheering you on. Talk to you soon. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Money and Integrity podcast, I highly encourage you to leave a review at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you're listening from. This helps more people discover the podcast and become a part of this community. Remember, we're all figuring out this work-life money thing together.